It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. So last night, I almost yeah. got you to jump back on the air at like 9 or 10 o'clock because there was this huge fight going on Twitter between Drake and Michael Jackson. Um, point of order, please, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson's dead. Right, but <laughs> no, the fans of Michael Jackson versus Drake's fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the the issue is who's a bigger star? Oh, that's interesting. So who because, has sold yeah. the most records? Who's going to, at the end of this in a hundred years, what are we going to look back and say, who was the bigger star? Here's the problem. Uh, we don't know yet is the answer to that because Drake hasn't been around long enough. You know, Michael Jackson was around since he was a fetus. Remember, he was in the Jackson five first. He was, you know, he's like an icon. He's one of the most iconic musicians of all time. Drake has the potential potential to be that level of iconic, but Drake has only been making hits for, you know, a fraction of the time that Michael Jackson made hits. So it's not about album sales or downloads now. And also it's kind of skewed. Now, if you think of it like this, when Michael Jackson was selling albums, it was a big deal to like leave your house, go to Tower Records, buy a CD or an album before that. You know, so if he sold a million or two million or three million, that was a very big deal. And it was way more expensive because he had to buy the whole album. Mm-hmm. If Drake sells a million units, that just means somebody hit download on their Spotify. You know, not not that it doesn't count, but it's less money because you're already you're paying for Spotify. You basically get the song for free. You know, it just it's it's not the same thing. You really can't compare the two. So when I first saw this, I went, what are you talking about? It's not even the same ballpark. This is not even close. Michael, his his record has stood for 37 years. Right. With, mm-hmm. with Thriller. But now, looking into it, because the first time I saw it, I went, <laughs> people are insane. It's not even a fight. But Drake outranks Michael Jackson with the most number one albums. He's had 10 to Michael's six. Right, but that's my point. It's easy to have a number one album when you just have to hit download. It's a bigger deal to leave your house, walk over to Tower Records, buy the album. It's really expensive. I don't have the money. I'm just going to borrow my friends and put it on tape. You know what I mean? It's mm. it. I just I don't know that you're comparing. You're not comparing apples to apples here. Do you but, know what I'm saying? But you are when it comes to top 10 singles. So well, that Drake Drake has nine number one songs. Songs. Top 10 singles, though. Let's go top 10 singles. Okay. He's had 54 to Michael Jackson's 30. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a crazy number. Most consecutive weeks on the Billboard Top Hot 100. 431 and the most hot 100 entries at 258 drake's got hits oh no there's no question that drake has hits i mean he's 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 an icon for his time Mm -hmm. but you know how long has drake been making music versus how long michael jackson made music 
So now Billboard is coming out saying Drake in 2021 is now as big as Michael Jackson or the Beatles at their peak. Yeah, I mean, I I see what they mean. I don't disagree with that. You know, when you and also when you count um, fan base and how fans feel about you. And I think Michael Jackson lost a lot of fans after the documentary and after all of his scandals. So I don't know that Michael Jackson has the same verve that, you know, Drake is so beloved. I mean, everybody loves Drake. That's the thing about Drake. Drake has something that Michael Jackson didn't. Michael Jackson did, his music did cover like certain generations, but literally like my grandma likes Drake and my five-year-old niece likes Drake. But when Drake goes to pick a foreign country, it's not stopping the world like when Michael Jackson went. Right. But I think a lot of that social media also, because we get we didn't get a lot of Michael Jackson. Like you you got a moment with Michael Jackson when he came to your town because there wasn't social media. There wasn't TikTok. There wasn't Instagram. Drake does those kinds of things, but he does them on social media and his hits and views should be compared. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake does something and there's like millions of views. I think that's the same thing as all the people who show up to see Michael Jackson. I had no idea, Drake was that big of a, a a star. Oh yeah, you did. I mean, I everyone knew this. This is this has been talked about for a while and you and I've been in music radio for so long. I mean, you had to realize that you know, Drake was having this kind of impact. But, not, you know, think about it. So Not really. Drake, I mean, I I knew Michael. My parents knew Michael Jackson. I guarantee my parents don't know who Drake is. So right. that's that's what I think is the difference but no but that that's my point because drake has been making music since 2001 mm. so 20 20 years which is a lot i mean that's a lot but and that's really like early mixtapes and that kind of thing so his first real music breakthrough wasn't until 2010 so it's only 11 years michael jackson made music he's still i mean his when he his, was 11 he was making hit exactly songs. right exactly so i don't think you can compare a career that spanned 50 years to a career that's only been going for 11 years Mm -hmm. you know talk to me in 20 years when drake is probably at that level if he's still around oh no he'll definitely still be around but that's why he'll still be around that's my point because he's so beloved by everybody and he doesn't have any of those skeletons yeah we don't think he has skeletons in his closet if he did we'd know by now Mm -hmm. people have dug and dug enough into his Twitter and social media and his history that anything that there is to know about Drake, we already know, you know, there's no accusations. He's, he's just a really good guy that people in the industry love, you know, and then also Michael Jackson collaborated with Paul McCartney and Madonna and, you know, along the way a little bit, Drake collaborates with everybody. Mm. Like every time an album comes out with it, with a rapper, there's always a feature with Drake. Let me see how good you are with the Grammys. See if okay. the Grammys got it right or got it wrong with the best okay. best new artist. <laughs> Let's see if you can figure out who was the best new artist of these years. Okay. See if you got them right. Uh in 1970 on the ticket was Chicago, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Crosby, Stills and Nash, Oliver or the Neon Philharmonic? I only heard of two of those. 
Well, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Chicago, and Led Zeppelin. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I, I had this before where somebody said Chicago, and I was like, that's a band. But mm-hmm. I do. At once, once they played me the music, I was like, oh, yeah, I know Chicago. Yeah. So um, who won that year? New? Best new band? Best new artist. Um, That year, I'm going to go with. I mean, I would choose Led Zeppelin, but I'm thinking it's Chicago. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Really? Yeah, I was surprised by that. 1979, The Cars, Elvis Costello, A Taste of Honey, Toto, or Chris Rea? Best New Artist. Best New Artist. So you had The Cars, you had Toto, Elvis Costello, Taste of Honey. Who won? This is tough because I know that the cars are always the uh, spoilers. Like whenever we talk about the MTV Video Music Awards and we're, we're like, you know, Madonna, Britney Spears, you know, Christina Aguilera, the cars, the cars are always the ones that are the most popular. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I'm going to go with Elvis Costello. <laughs> <laughs> because you would think Elvis Costello, when he came out, a Grammy favorite because he was not the norm he was a little different no a taste of honey what is that even i never heard of that (laughs) they won best new artist okay 1982 we're getting more current now okay Uh adam and the ants the go-go's wait hang on is that the name of the band isn't it just adam ant adam well adam ant and the ants i guess the the real name was but it's adam and the ants yeah i thought it was just adam ant adam and the ants okay the go-go's mm-hmm. james ingram luther vandross or sheena easton oh that's tough because okay let me let me weed them out definitely not adam and the ants because mm-hmm. that was they had like one song and it was new wave and that was just too esoteric same thing with luther vandross i think even though now we know he's iconic, mm-hmm. I think his music was R&B and that was it. So it has to be somebody that appealed to, I never heard of James Ingram, so I'm already, I'm canceling him out. Mm-hmm. So now you have the Go-Go's and Sheena Easton. Okay. I'm going to go with, oh, this is tough. I'm only going to go with the, oh, I want to go with the Go-Go's because Belinda Carlisle was so beloved, but Sheena Easton was uh, so like. She had a half a hit though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Go-Go's had a lot more hits. Mm-hmm. Sheena Easton. No, I was going to say the Go-Go's. <laughs> Sheena Easton won that year. She had a half a hit. Okay. So 1992 now, Mark Cohn, walking in Memphis guy. Okay. Boys to Men, CNC Music Factory, Color Me Bad, or Seal. Ooh. They were all up for Best New Artist for the Grammys. Best so New Artist. Mark Cohn, Boys to Men, CNC Music Factory, Color Me Bad, or Seal. I mean, I feel like it has to be Seal because he had so many hits and that album was huge. And Mark Cohen had one song. Yeah, but Boys to Men, look at the hits they had. Oh, that's true. Maybe Boy. Okay, so Best New Artist. Okay, I'm good. It's between Boys to Men and Seal. Again, CNC Music Factory, one song, Color Me Bad. Mm-hmm. I think they had one song. 
Um, I'm going to go with, I'm still going to go with Seal. Marcone. <laughs> what? What is going on? I'm, wow. <laughs> that was 1992. Okay. 2005. Now we're getting more current. You got the Los Lonely Boys. Right. Josh Stone. Uh-huh. Maroon 5. Kanye West. Gretchen Wilson. Okay. Now you are venturing into my time in the music industry. Mm-hmm. See, when you said to me initially, my Grammy knowledge, I had to be honest that my Grammy knowledge prior to like, let's say 2001 is garbage. Okay. So but now after- this is 2005. Yeah. No, I, I know that it's Maroon 5. Very good. How'd you know that? Because like I said, that's my, I'm telling you, that's my milieu. Once you hit the 2000s, game on. I'm I'm surprised you didn't go with Kanye West. I, I don't know that. I don't think Kanye West was ever that beloved in the industry. I don't think Kanye West ever got best new artist. He was pissed probably that year. Yeah, I think he never. I, I'm going to go with he never got best new artist. I don't know how many Grammys. I think he won a bunch of Grammys, but I know that he was not best new artist. All right. 2014 now. Oh, bring it. Macklemore. James Blake, Kendrick Lamar, Casey Musgraves, or Ed Sheeran? Okay, here's the trick to this. Ed Sheeran wasn't the Ed Sheeran we know now. He had only had the Angels Will Fly, whatever about the girl that took heroin. That was really his only song. And while I think he eventually did win some Grammys, he did. um, He wasn't Best New Artist yet. But when people went to see him live, they were like, the hell did i just see yeah i know and let me also say that kendrick lamar who eventually won a pulitzer and grammys and is probably one of the most important artists of his generation he was not recognized yet 2014 it was still not him and that year was a huge upset because everybody thought that it was going to be either kendrick lamar or casey musgraves because remember that was when country started doing the big crossover things everybody was like you know casey musgraves definitely has the juice and i remember the dress she wore to the grammys that year people went nuts for her it was macklemore very good you are good with the uh post 2001s this was this was when i was doing music radio and i was i was the entertainment reporter this was the stuff i had to know and i and i had to know why who won and who didn't win in fact you know, what's funny is I remember a couple of years before um, the big you skipped over. I think it was I want to say like 2011 or 2012, one of those two years. Mm-hmm. The big the big upset that year is, you know, my favorite artist, J. Cole, was up, but we knew he was never going to win because, again, like way too inside baseball. That was Nicki Minaj's big year. So people were like, oh, it's totally going to be Nicki Minaj. And it was Bonnie Vare. And people were like, who the hell is Bonnie Vare? <laughs> like nobody even heard. It was it was like this alternative guy. I think they used his song in some movie at the time, like Garden State or one of those stupid movies. And people were like, what? The, who is this guy? And then within a couple of years, we started hearing about Bonnie Vare. And he's still to this day, like has not had the career that J. Cole, Nicki Minaj, or any of the other people he was up against that year have had. So mm-hmm. there there've been a lot of those weird choices for artist of the year in those 2010s that were just like, huh? The Cooper and Anthony Show. 
So uh, we have a couple of Am I the Jerks hmm. that I wanted to, to some listeners who have called in. And I want to play them for you because I'd love to know what you think. Are they being a jerk? Hi, uh, this is Yasmin, and I went last week on a date, and I arrived at the restaurant a little bit early, mm-hmm. and I sat at the bar, and this guy next to me offered to buy me a drink. So I said, sure, whatever. And as I was finishing up, my date walked in and saw me with this other guy, and he walked Uh-oh. right out. And then he texted me a few minutes later saying that I was a jerk for having a drink with another guy when I was there to be with him. I mean, am I a jerk for taking a drink before a date? One million percent. You're there um, for me. Pay attention to me, not somebody else. Okay, so let me get this straight. So she goes to a bar, and while she's sitting there, because she got there, let's say, early or on time, and her date might be a little bit late, mm-hmm. She she's obviously Yasmin's a hottie because she's some guy at the bar is just like, hey, can I buy you a drink? And guess what? Yasmin is single does not owe this guy she's going on a date with, because right now he's just some rando, owes him nothing. So if she meets a guy at a bar and wants him to buy her a drink and it's cool with her, what's the problem? No, repeat after me. I'm on a date. You can't buy me a drink. But thank you. Thanks for playing along. But I'm waiting on my date. Um, so you're on a date. You're sitting here by yourself. I don't see any date here. The date is coming. Thank you very much. Look that way. Stop bugging um, me. H- how do you know he's going to show up? Maybe you're getting ghosted. I- I'm I'm right here. I'd like to buy you a drink. No, I'm hot. I don't get ghosted. I do the ghosting. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm already talking too long to you. At this point. (laughs) So, like I said, turn around, creepy guy, and talk to somebody else. This is off limits. Okay, hang on a minute. Why do you assume the guy is creepy? I I think Yasmin knows enough to say no to a guy who's creepy. Obviously, the guy wasn't creepy. And had she not been waiting for a date, she would have been interested in this guy. Why should she cut off the possibility of having a drink with her potential husband or boyfriend or partner to take a chance on some rando that she met on Bumble who may or may not look like his picture. No. Any guy who buys a girl a drink is creepy. What are you talking about? That's so stupid. (laughs) Because I've never done that. I've never bought a girl a drink. A guy That's because you're cheap. That's because you're cheap. Not everybody's cheap like you. No. If if you buy the drink, then you think that you're going to get uh, a hand job. So no, you don't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> so no. the guy is creepy. He shouldn't be talking to her. He should be playing on his phone and not paying her any attention. He just wants free sex. That's what okay, he that wants. Is, that's, that's the why dumbest he thing I've ever heard in my. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because here's the problem: if you're single and you're out there on dating apps, mm-hmm. some guy. Trust me, whoever she was waiting for, the jerk. He's the jerk because he texted her and was like, "I was on the date with you. Really, I'm the only girl you're interested in on Bumble. You only swiped on me and nobody else. Maybe I mean, I, it was. Maybe it was the first and only person I have ever swiped on on Bumble. Right. Sure. Okay. Listen, he's swiping like crazy and he has another date tomorrow night. And let me tell you mm-hmm. something. A lo- I have a friend who goes on a lot of these dates on Bumble. Here's what he does. He meets one girl for a drink at like 
eight, another girl for a drink at like 10. That way he can say to the eight o'clock girl, if the date isn't working out, um, I got to go. I have a business thing at 10. Mm-hmm. And then the 10 o'clock girl, he can say, I got to it's, it's late. I got to get to work in the morning like he has an excuse. So he's that way he conquers two birds, you know? Yeah, that's what our buddy Dan would do is he would set up three dates back to back just so he would have an excuse to get out of a bad date. But right. but no, I'm waiting on somebody. Thank you very much. Have a good night. I don't need a drink. I don't no want to get ring. drunk. I don't want to no get ring. drunk before the guy shows up. I'm going to get sloppy drunk talking to you. It doesn't look good. If you okay. go out with me on a date, it's me only. Sorry. Okay, that's really selfish, and that's a red flag. And if that's your attitude, I'm glad that you didn't show up and texted me telling me, like, you're waiting for me. Like, oh, nice ego, asshole. Besides the fact, who's to say that she's going to finish that a guy buys you a drink? You can have just a sip or two just to be social. And when you're single, it's really hard to meet people. And if you walk into a bar and there's a cute guy sitting there who wants to buy you a drink, you are you'd be the jerk for saying no. no. You're, he's right there in front of you. You can get his measure. You could check him out. If you're interested, say yes. Get the drink, get the phone number and then go on your date. No, leave Creeper Creeperson alone and and wait on me. So now we both agree. Yes, she is the asshole. So no, next. no, I don't agree. I don't agree. She, she's not, not I heard only you she, agreeing. No, not only is she not the asshole, <laughs> but the guy who texted her, the jealous guy who texted her and said, "Oh, you're sitting with somebody else." You know what? You're you're out. I'm so glad that this didn't work out. I'm so glad you showed me who you are right from from the get like goodbye like boy bye felicia like whatever i I would be so happy and i would stay there with the guy who bought me the drink that i liked all right now we have kim an insta story in response to my friends asking what to get me for my birthday i posted my venmo number and said you can easily just drop what you feel here i don't care if it's five dollars it makes it easier on my friends than going out and buying a present that I might not like or use. And my sister thinks I look like a jerk. That's a weird one. You know, I really want to know what you think about that. So in case you don't understand what she just said or what's going on, um, it was her birthday. Her friends were like, what should we get you? And she just said, this is my Venmo. Just, you know, give me five bucks. I don't care. Like whatever you were going to spend. I'd rather have the cash mm-hmm. and then I'll take that money and buy myself something or nothing or pay my rent or whatever. Um, rather than somebody getting you like a sweater you didn't want or regifting you a candle, you know, something really stupid like that. So she's her sister said, that's a jerk move. Don't give people your Venmo. Just let them buy you gifts. And if you don't like them, that's, you know, tough. So what do you think? I think it's actually kind of brilliant to do that but the bad thing is so let's say you do this and you say okay here's my venmo number buy me something for my birthday and i only spent 20 bucks so i venmo you 20 bucks now you know how much money i spent but if i buy you a sweater it could be a 200 dollars sweater or a, i got it on sale for 10 bucks you never know Right. There is there is that. That's true. But that's why she said, even if it's five bucks, I'd rather have five dollars in cash than like a twenty dollars sweater. I'm never going to wear was her attitude. So, yeah, I I see what you're saying, because then then it's very specific how much money the person is giving you. 
Um, I think, yeah, you're a jerk. Don't give people your Venmo for a birthday gift. You know, it's one thing if all you guys are out for dinner together and you're like, okay, 20 bucks each, Venmo me, whatever. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But a, a gift is something that is from the heart. It's something that means something. Somebody's giving you a gift for a reason. If they're just going to hand you cash, then what are they doing? Buying your friendship? Like, it's not about the money. It's about what the person, it's about somebody giving you a gift. You know, at my house, it's a really big deal to open presents. Like we love opening presents in front of each other. And we have this thing that we do where we give each other one really expensive gift and then like four or five cheapy little gifts just so you have something to open because it's like fun to open something. Hey, it's a chocolate bar. Hey, it's a pencil, whatever. Mm-hmm. Socks, I don't care. <laughs> and then in the end, you open the big gift. You know, maybe it's like an iPad or something or somebody, bought, you know, whatever. Everyone chipped in and got you something spectacular. Um, that's it's more fun to open presents on your birthday, even if it's a crappy present. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think it's really I think it's really rude and crass and um, low class to ask somebody to put money in your Venmo. I'm not your mother. You know, you're not away at camp. I'm not putting money in your like camp fund. No, uh, uh-uh, not 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 cool. I think that's I think it's rude to hand somebody money unless it's different if it's a wedding. You know, at a wedding, you have your wedding registry, but then people can also hand you cash like both of those things are okay. Mm -hmm. I think I think a wedding or like a bar mitzvah or something to that effect is the only socially acceptable time that you can hand the person cash On, on a regular birthday. No, that's tacky. All right. Here's an email about am I the jerk? See what you think about this. My girlfriend had a nose job three years ago at my request. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know how Whoa. you bring that. I don't know how you bring that up. <laughs> but he said I did not pressure her. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know how you bring that up. So right there, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you bring that up, um, maybe you shouldn't be together anyway the procedure went really wrong and her face is now disfigured (gasps) oh my god we stayed together throughout this and i covered her legal and medical bills and did my best to support her emotionally but for the past year however i feel like i'm i have a lot of guilt i found myself losing patience with her and uh canceling most of our dates making up excuses um so I kind of broke up with her because she's not attractive to me anymore. Am I the jerk? You're both jerks. <laughs> you're both jerks because if a guy is offering to give you plastic surgery as a gift and you're going to take it from him and it's not your husband or somebody that you're living with or in a serious commitment to, no, you're a jerk. You're a jerk for taking that kind of money, for, even, even if they can afford it. Plastic surgery is your own damn business. That's you pay for it yourself. You don't ask your significant other or your partner or your, or your boyfriend or girlfriend to pay for your plastic surgery. Like you're a jet right, right then and there. You're a jerk. Yes, he's also a jerk because he's responsible now. That's why he's a jerk, too, because once you've spent that kind of money and you are changing somebody's appearance, uh, now you owe them. Like mm-hmm. you need you need to get her on botched 
on Bravo <laughs> and have and Which have those season guys. premieres tonight, by the way. Of course it Just is. Just to let you yeah. know, it premieres tonight, and I knew that. Yeah. So and have uh, have du- Dr. Dubrow have him fix <laughs> up that nose. Get get her on there. You know. Yeah. No, that's you need you need to fix the problem. And this is like if you buy somebody a car and the engine breaks or something happens, you need to make good mm-hmm. on that. This is the kind of thing that you see all the time. On whoa, like whoa, all those- whoa. So if you buy somebody a car. And the engine goes out, you're responsible? Yeah, of course no. you are. Why? Because your intention was to get them a good car and you gave them a crappy car, clearly, if there's a problem. No, you can't tell that the car is going to be bad when you buy it. It was fine when I gave it to you. I think if you have the kind of money to buy somebody a car, you got to make sure it's a good car. This is the kind of thing that you see on the people's court type shows all the time. Judge Judy, this is the kind of stuff she handles all the time, you know. And by the way, I, I've I, I've seen a lot of Judge Judy lately because Facebook uh, watch just rolls Judge Judy's back to back to back. <laughs> she is not a nice person. <laughs> Are you just learning that? Yeah, I never knew until now. She's mean. <laughs> okay, like 20 years ago, she said, don't pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Like, that was her catchphrase. Like, she is, she's been a nasty, you know what, all these years. That's her appeal, is that she doesn't take any crap. For, she didn't even let you talk. Nikki, stop talking. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I'm like, this is great TV. I've never seen this before. Yeah, so- she's she's sick of their crap after all these years. I mean, she's making all this money. She's been doing this a long time. You come in. She knows what your story is going to be. She knows who's going to win before you even say word one. She doesn't need you to talk. She'll handle it. It's one of the most longest running TV shows. Yeah. It's up there with The Simpsons. <laughs> and she's just nasty every time she just she i haven't seen one where she's nice so her husband used to be a he member of the himself. gym that i that huh he wants to kill himself daily no 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 he, he's he's also a lawyer and i think a judge as well he's the nicest guy in the world so i was a young personal trainer at a gym and judge judy's husband was one of the members and he was like my buddy there. And at one point they tried to set me up with the son. <gasps> really? Yeah. But he was, he was way too old for me, but it was just, it was still, it was really nice of them. It was like, they liked me. Well, I didn't, I never met Judy, but I knew, I knew Jerry, the husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loved me and he was like, Oh, I'd love for you to be in my family. Like you have to meet my son. And I was like, how old is he? And at the time he was, I don't know, I guess in his thirties. And I was like, 19 <laughs> you know, i was like oh uh, yeah no <laughs> but thank you, Th- you know, thanks for the compliment the brinks truck to your front door well yeah i didn't you know it's so funny you know I, I look back on that time my friends and i talk about that like my friends and i now that have no money we're like god when we were like young and hot like we could have pinned down some like older rich guy mm-hmm. but I've never been like that. Like I have to be with somebody I'm attracted to. I can't be with somebody for money. I've broken up with guys that are just jerks. My friends are like, "Are you crazy? Their 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 families are billionaires." Like that doesn't. I don't care. I'm I'm not in it for the money. You know, I'm I'm really truly one of those stupid women <laughs> that's in it for love. You know, it's so funny because now like my mother's like. Yep, you get married for love the first time, and the second time it's for money, but too late for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Cooper and Anthony Show.
here's where we're at at this point. It's amazing to me that we still have people that don't understand the vaccination COVID thing. And we're not going into it again. We're not going to get preachy. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because we're at a place right now that family guy, family guy. Okay. That's the stupid show on Fox that Anthony and I love with the family that has Peter and the the dog and the baby. And, and it's just a ridiculous show. And our, our good friend, David A. Goodman used to be one of the creators and writers of it back in the day. And we, we love the show, but it's, it's a cartoon. It's, it's like a a dark, dirty, completely inappropriate cartoon. Mm. Here's where we're at. Family guy today released a PSA to get vaccinated. God, I hate getting shots. Why do I got to get this stupid COVID vaccine anyway? Peter, it's COVID. You should know how to say it. It's been well over a year. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I only ever read it. Oh, it isn't the mommy to be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be competent today. Now, before I administer the vaccine, do you have any questions? Yeah, uh, how does your vaccine work? Well, think of the vaccine as a large ethnic bouncer and COVID as the drunken titled white kid yelling, (laughs) do you know who my father is? Oh, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Vaccines have been around for hundreds of years. They helped eliminate smallpox from the face of the earth, and they're well on the way to doing the same with polio. Exactly, Stewie. Thank you. Stewie (laughs) is smarter than three quarters of the people I work with. (laughs) Those were once devastating diseases, you understand. And now, thanks to vaccines, you don't even have to worry about them. Right. Say, Brian, should we show them how it works? So all the people that you know that got smallpox, oh, wait, nobody does. Right. Why? Because they make you get a vaccine when you're like two. Yeah. For smallpox. That's why it doesn't exist anymore. That's the point they're making, yeah. Well, I have a date with that chick that works at the bowling alley. And it's it's not going to be totally preachy. I'm just warning. It's not really preachy. It's more science-y. So we like science-y. Yeah, so just bear with us. What the hell? Where are we? We're inside the fat man's body. Fine, I'll text her. I'll be late. <laughs> there's no reception. Oh, yes, there's too much plaque in his arteries. You know, there's a lot of plaque and there's a lot of fat <laughs> in the bloodstream. Anyway, vaccines protect us from illnesses by activating our immune response without the danger of actual infection, thereby training the body to fight off the real thing. Mm-hmm. Some of the COVID vaccines work by exposing your immune system to proteins which resemble the spike protein of the virus. <laughs> it's Meg's head. <laughs> yeah. But cannot infect you. The vaccine everybody hates stimulates Meg. your immune system to make antibodies against the virus, mimicking what happens when you get COVID, except that you don't get sick with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. The mRNA vaccines actually use the genetic code of the virus to create a pretend version of the spike protein. See, that's the thing. It's a pretend DNA strain of the, of the COVID itself. Yeah, they do a good job of kind of explaining this because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't fully understand. But now that they have the Meg head vaccines floating around and Stewie, <laughs> Stewie and Brian are inside Peter explaining it. This is what I needed. I needed the I needed them inside Peter showing me exactly what the vaccine. I mean, I was vaccinated, but just still, it's it's nice to understand. Hi, I look like the virus, but I'm not the virus. Right. When the real virus tries to attack your body, these pre-made circulating immune proteins are already available, coded to recognize the virus and at the ready to fight back. 
They essentially and they wake find, up. find yeah. two, and kill the invading virus, drastically <laughs> reducing the chances that you'll get they sick. They wake up and kill that Meg. <laughs> also results in the creation of memory cells that will fight the virus in years to come. Mm -hmm. Memory cells, right, right. I'm glad you said that. I was going to touch on it. Don't, don't do that. So the more quickly we all get vaccinated, the more quickly we can all get back to doing the things we love safely. Right, like that. See, Stewie is brilliant. I'm telling you. A chick at the bowling alley. Yeah, I, I was thinking of, like, well, The fact that Family Guy had to go now, to this length, you know. Billions of COVID <laughs> vaccines have been administered safely to people like around the world. Like, the CDC wasn't enough. Oh, Ryan, we needed, I think you're stepping we needed Stewie to tell us about this. Yeah, people <laughs> about <the> probably <laughs> listen to Stewie more than they listen to Fauci. From Peter's liver. Help me. Oh, God. Yes, let's just swim over here. All right, well, what Peter might ask is, what if the vaccine makes him sick? The common side effects from the COVID vaccines are generally mild. It lasts like 20 seconds. Then you're fine. Do we really need to have this conversation, though? You don't know the answer to this question yet? No, that's why you got to do a cartoon. And have serious long-term side effects? COVID. Well, you know, he also says he just figures everyone else is going to get it. So why does he have to? Well, what he should understand is that getting the shot not only protects him, but also the people around him. Mm -hmm. But even more importantly, if the virus is allowed to spread through an unvaccinated population, it could mutate into a variant that the vaccines might not protect against. Exactly. And then we're right back where we started. Gal That's Gadot the problem. Singing Imagine. We cannot <laughs> let that happen. Right, that was terrible, realize. yeah. <laughs> Celebrities like trying to help us through rocks. COVID. Except, you know, without the rock. Yeah, it's like school. Way to end strong, Brian. So now they've, you know what, they've beamed back to mind. now. Something inside of me tells me I ought to get the shot. I think you're going to be very happy you did. Okay, just give me fair warning because I'm very afraid of needles. And mm -hmm. also some guy on the radio said... You're done. <laughs> some guy it? on the radio who's, as we know, probably now dead. Simpson Band-Aid? There we go. So that's a PSA from... Your friends and family, guys. So if you don't want to listen to the CDC or science <laughs> or experts <laughs> or us, maybe, yeah, or us, maybe go listen to Peter and Brian and, and uh, Stewie. And, you know, it, it reminded me there was this really funny thing today that there was a letter to the editor written to The New York Times that I wanted to read to you. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. And just so you know, this is so funny because I have a friend that works the New York Times and it's it's his job to go through the comment section. No. And can yeah, you imagine? It's a stressful <laughs> job. You could you can imagine when Trump was president, oh what, it, what it was like working for the New York Times. Oh, yeah, it was it was tough. Um, so I think he's one of the people that kind of unearthed this. So this is interesting. Uh, I have to confess to being a one time anti-vaxxer. I was adamantly opposed to the vaccines against measles, mumps, pertussis, diphtheria, tetanus, and polio that I was mandated by the state <laughs> to take. Tetanus. <laughs> but I later realized that it was actually a good thing. And then they close it by saying, kindergarten changes a person. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, as you can see, they're making the point that even in kindergarten, you have to be vaccinated to go to school here in the States. So there you go. I'm going to tell you something that's that's starting to flare up in the South. So there's a couple of people right now that I know haven't been vaccinated. So you can't blame it on the vaccine, okay. but are getting shingles. From just there's something in the environment that's giving them shingles it's it's like an uptick in shingles 
that people, even doctors are going, I don't know what the hell's going on. There's a shingles epidemic where you live. It's starting. I'm telling you now it's starting. I can't explain it, but I want to warn you now. You don't okay. want to get shingles. You don't want it. I, I, it was the worst thing in my life. Wait, you had shingles? Yeah, when I was like 20. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. It hurts so bad. I don't think I know exactly what it is. What is it? It's it's kind of like chicken pox. So you get it on your skin and it's like bubbles and stuff like that. But mm. it could be small. It doesn't have to be big on your skin. But it okay. feels like, well, and the doctor has to scrape it, which is, is horrible. But go down to your uh, fireplace, get a red hot poker, and just <laughs> poke yourself nonstop over and over and over again. That's what it feels like for like a month. I, I can't believe you got it so young because um, I remember asking my, I was going to say my vet, because I spent so much time <laughs> with my dog. Uh, no, I actually asked my doctor. I heard there's a shingles vaccine and right. I said, you know, do I get that? He's like, no, you're way too young. So I'm surprised you had shingles at 20 because I think it's a thing for older folk. Yeah. And I got it when I was 20. I'm telling you, I, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do anything. Dude. I mean, it was painful to d even open your eyes. Whoa. So bad. And it took so long to get rid of it. And what did you have to do to get rid of it? What do you do? I, I, they give you B12 and, and whatever, you know, wow. they give you things to get rid of it. But man, it's, it's so painful. And I only how had long, a How long did it take? How long was it in your system? Probably about a month. <gasps> you had shingles for a month? I took two weeks off of work. Me. Oh, uh, yeah. Me. I don't take any yeah. time off of work for nothing. I lose right. a leg. No. I go to work the next day. Yeah. I, I always leg. say if I call in sick. Call the ER because right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. I took two weeks off. That's how bad it is. So I know three people right now with shingles. What? Just, tell, just telling you, it's coming and I can't explain it. I don't Great. know what it is. Something else to worry about. That's all I needed in 2021. Awesome. Uh, Thanks. Oh Thanks God. for this lovely. <laughs> Thank you, you would be so, <laughs> you would be such a pain in the ass with that. I'm telling you. It's kind of like, uh, rib broken cooper it's like yeah, that, that was pretty bad yeah it's that on steroids